So it turns out that on this podcast, sometimes you receive tomorrow's news today. Oh, I'll jump into that in just one second, but first, hello, happy Monday, happy 4th of July, America, and welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast for another week, commentary, comedy, conversation, all that good stuff, don't forget to subscribe and, and share and comment and like, and all of those things, that would be fantastic, particularly subscribing. That is, that is the best thing that you can do. Okay, as it's Monday, we're going to jump straight into the weekend recap. And, and starting off with the whole receiving tomorrow's news today, you'll remember I did the the whole woke police diversity type episode last week. The other Are New Zealand police too focused on diversity instead of crime? Well, I did that episode and released that episode. And then the very next day, the, the, the main headline in one of New Zealand's major papers, the Dominion Post, was record, uh, record Wahini Māori police recruits, which is record female Māori police recruits. So there you go, go back and listen to our New Zealand police too focused on diversity instead of crime, and could this be a, a possible reason why crime is up? You can go listen to that, that episode from, from last week. So th- did I feel a little... A little smug and have a bit of a chuckle when I saw that headline on, on, the, on the newspaper the next day. Well, I'm not going to say that I didn't, but it, it certainly was just fantastic timing to, to release that headline. They really do continue to double down on all this uh, diversity nonsense. Moving on with the, the weekend recap. This popped up from Australia. Completely and utterly disturbing. This is next level digital ID, next level uh, facial recognition. Here I'll play 20 seconds of the video so you just get an idea of what that is about. Here it is, hang on. Now facial recognition is in Australian schools. We're really sleepwalking into a surveillance society. LoopLearn's system is being trialled at five schools across Australia to mark the classroom role and has already been tested at Clarendon College in Victoria. It scans a person's face to mark their attendance in class, sending the information to an app, potentially on a teacher's smartphone. Who's going to get this data? What are they going to do with it? Because... Data is now uh, regarded as the new oil. Luplearn says it's in schools in part thanks to a federal government grant of almost half a million dollars. Luplearn refuses to say which five schools are trialling its system. So there you go. Isn't that wonderful? And I hope the parents were informed. And if they were informed, I hope you took your, your kids out of school or, uh, or pushed back on that. How could you possibly send your children to school under that? That is, that's crazy. I don't think we're at that point, at that stage of this. I, th- I still thought it was kind of under the radar a little bit. Still being used, obviously, and they're, they're starting to recognise it, that it's being used in places like supermarkets and things. But it's in schools. And then the same day, we got a headline from Bloomberg, a new algorithm can predict crimes in US cities a week before it happens. <laughs> now, it's not that Tom Cruise movie. It's not that one. Not at all. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. See, this is the this is the new, to a lot of people, particularly those involved in the scientism, if you get me, the scientism world, the religion of science, things like uh, the algorithm and AI 
are becoming their gods. That's what they're turning into. And that's what they're worshipping. So algorithms and science and particularly AI will be their their big god. That's what that's what they're putting their hopes and dreams in. But uh, the best reply I got from that from one of my listeners, hi Jen, uh, is is an algorithm that can predict and she said uh, we all can before elections and political events etc <laughs> very true very true okay still still in the the old weekend recap friends creator apologizes for racism of popular sitcom pledges millions to black education just it, it, that shows you where where hollywood and the entertainment industry as a whole is doesn't it that is just <laughs> or that she's just been out of out of the media, out of public view uh, for such a long time. Or, or she's lurking on the wrong parts of the internet or hanging out with the wrong types of people. M- maybe she does need to get some better friends. Or maybe she just needs to go rewatch her own show and realise that that show is actually pretty, pretty diverse for its time. Anyway, regardless. Continu- continuing on, the EU immune system warning on continuous booster shots. Yeah, uh-huh. This one did make me laugh. News release from the Toronto police. Missing woman. <laughs> you just, if you haven't seen the photo, just ridiculous. The, the release said she is, she is described as 5'10", with a thin build, shaggy blonde hair and a full goatee. And it's clearly a man identifying as a woman. Back to New Zealand. The, <laughs> the top epidemiologist top epidemiologist that's the one that's the that wants to have the media attention is the one that the media have deemed top he's one of the best absolutely one of the best goes without narrative all the time it's great definitely one of the best top epidemiologist calls for mandatory flu self-isolation nope 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 covid19 requires seven day isolation now a top doctor wants us to do the same with the flu how do you rate a top doctor by the way how, how does how do you do that he's a good doctor why he agrees with everything i say he's fantastic and regardless uh, uh, even if you are the top doctor would you really want to be a top doctor on top of a broken medical system what does that say about you if you if you're considered a top doctor in a broken medical system that you're just the one that's happy to go along with all the bullcrap now moving on actually it was a very busy weekend very busy weekend moving on to uh good old good old joe biden here he says this, this was just a completely crazy take again. The, the craziness never ends on Earth. <laughs> the, cra- the craziness just continues. Everywhere. I, I, I don't do a podcast for, for what? Four, I do Monday to Thursday. Don't do one Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the craziness just doesn't stop. Listen, listen to this. You only arrest for the purpose of dealing with a felony that's committed. And I don't count drunk driving as a felony. So there you go. Drunk driving's not a felony, according to Mr. Joe Biden. Okay. Is he possibly drunk in that interview? Something's going on. Very weird. Anyway, from from Joe Biden to a gorilla, this one popped up and it really did. Again, there's just a lot of, there was a lot of entertainment this weekend. A lot of entertainment. Coco, the, the gorilla, this was Coco's last words to humanity according to this video and someone said is that a gorilla or is that 
a person in a suit because the video really does make it look like a person in a suit but i'll just read coco's last words to humanity and i'll try and do it in a gorilla voice yeah that sounds good doesn't it here we go i am gorilla i am flowers animals i am nature man coco love earth coco love but man stupid stupid coco sorry coco cry time hurry fix earth help earth hurry protect earth nature see you thank you wise words coco wise words or propaganda probably propaganda let's they actually fact check this i'm shocked i'm shocked the fact checking machine seems to be turning on the left which i find interesting we'll go into that in another episode here we go the fact check if i can bring that up from the Associated Press. Now, the, the, this, is, this is everything, before they even fact-checked it, that I and many others thought, uh, says the video, the, the claim, well, you, you heard the video, you heard uh, Coco speaking there. That was that was actually Coco, Coco speaking. AP's assessment, partly false. This video does not show the gorilla's final words. It was captured in 2015, three years before Coco died. Oh, okay. And was a public service announcement for which the gorilla was provided a script and filmed in several separate takes. There you go. Basically just everything that I and many others suspected anyway. The best comment with that um, was someone messaged me and said, Congratulations, you trained an ape to regurgitate propaganda. This gorilla has no idea what it is talking about. Which is <laughs> very true. Very true, but I do, I do find it funny that we are criticising the opinion of a gorilla, which is not actually an opinion, it's a script. But but you get my joke, you know. It's criticising the, opi the opinion of a gorilla rather than being impressed that it can, that it can speak or do sign language. But the point, the, the fact of the matter is we have absolutely no idea if gorillas understand our language or if they're just being taught something and getting rewarded for it. Once gorillas can actually talk and they hear this episode, I'll be in real trouble because they will be coming for me. But I do have plenty of bananas. Is that, is that being racist towards gorillas, just assuming that they like bananas? I have no idea anymore. World's gone mad. World's gone mad. Right, running, running through the rest of this quickly because I want to get to the main topic is another headline Chinese scientists create AI nanny to look after embryos in artificial womb so that's straight out of Brave New World awful then we've got the artificial uterus the idea of human uh, ectogenesis has always been seen as science fiction but it, but it may not be for much longer they're just admitting now what, what they're doing there's no way that this hasn't been going on and that that is pretty scary and then actually we go back to, to good old Joe good old Joe Biden the uh, he says <laughs> in a tweet on the second of July, is here comes here comes Joe. Joe. Joe Biden in a tweet, well whoever's writing the tweet says, my message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product, and do it now. There's there's the old Scranton kid. Scranton kid telling the uh, old companies bring their bring their prices down. Do it now. What are you gonna do, Joe? <laughs> what are you gonna do? 
Schellenberger actually, Michael Schellenberger, you can go see his post on Instagram. He actually had a breakdown of how uh, the, the Biden administration has caused a lot of this itself. And finally, for the weekend recap, this came up and this actually leads straight into the main topic I wanted to talk about today. So I'll play this video. It's about 20 seconds long. Here you go. You are a licensed medical professional and you have a girl who doesn't feel comfortable being a girl, identifying as a girl, living as a girl, and you help her feel comfortable being a girl, that's considered conversion. But if you give that girl testosterone, if you perform it of a mastectomy on that girl, if you convert her into a boy, that's considered affirmation, right? It's totally Orwellian language in which performing medical interventions to transform a girl into someone who identifies as a boy is considered affirmation. But affirming that the girl actually is a girl is considered conversion. So that, that ends the, the weekend recap in that last video, which popped up on the weekend, uh, uh, leads directly into the main story I wanted to talk about, because I'm not sure how many people actually realise this, but in February this year, February 2022, New Zealand passed a law to ban conversion therapy. Now, as you as you heard in that that video that I just played, that the the language around this is again just pure manipulation and and propaganda. So, what we had in New Zealand and in, in the on the fifteenth of February, this is straight from the the government website, the Beehive.gov.nz. Bill to protect against conversion practices passes third reading. Uh, legislation to protect the rights of our rainbow communities and support open and respectful discussion about sexual orientation, gender identity and gender expression has passed its third reading in Parliament. This is a great day for New Zealand's rainbow communities, the Minister of Justice, Chris Fa'afoi, said. Now, listen to that language that, that, that they've written. Legislation to protect the rights of our rainbow communities and support open and respectful discussion about sexual orientation and gender identity and gender expression open and respectful what is that even what's well, already an open definition isn't it when you've got a country again go back and listen to some of the previous episodes of this podcast about hate speech you've got a country that's pursuing that that direction and now has brought in conversion therapy bans so you can have a respectful discussion but what 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 does that imply that you're being respectful as in your can you question or doubt. Chris Fa'afoy says, continues, conversion practices have no place in modern New Zealand. And he goes on, delivering on our 2020 election manifesto. I always find that word disturbing. That's basically because of the communist manifesto and these people are socialists. Uh, delivering on our 2020 election manifesto commitment to prohibit conversion practices will prevent the harm they cause, provide an avenue for redress and uphold the human rights of all New Zealanders to live free and from discrimination and harm. Again, ceding language for further laws, in my mind. The Justice Select Committee received nearly 107,000 public submissions on the Conversion Practices Prohibition Legislation Bill, the highest number of public submission, submissions over, ever received on a piece of legislation in New Zealand. So let that sink in. That's not voting. That's not a referendum. That's not some saying yes or no. That's people actually submitting written documentation and their of their opinions uh, to Parliament about a about a bill being being brought in. That that's crazy. One hundred and seven thousand for a country of five million. What they don't say is how many were against it, 
and concerned about it. They don't say that at all. They just say that it's almost implying that 107,000 people look at look how many people submitted. They're in complete support. That's almost what it's implying. Um, but I know for a fact that that that's not the case. There was a lot of pushback on this. Uh, Chris Farfort goes on the unprecedented number of submissions shows the depth of public feeling about this issue and strong support for the government's moves to protect these harmful practices to protect against these harmful practices the legislation incorporates public input at select committee including changes to the definition of conversion practices to clearly describe the kinds of actions that may be captured by the prohibition the legislation defines a conversion practice as a practice sustained effort or treatment that is directed towards someone because of their sexual orientation, gender identity or gender expression, and done with the intention of changing or suppressing their sexual orientation, gender identity or gender expression. That's an offence now to practice uh, so-called conversion therapy on a child or young person aged under 18 or on someone with impaired decision-making capacity. Uh, such offences would be subject to up to three years in jail. Now, it's also an offence to perform conversion on anyone irrespective of age. Where the practices have caused serious harm, the offenders can be subject up to five years imprisonment. That goes on, though. For clarity, the legislation also lays out what is not conversion practice and protects the right to express opinion, belief. It's great that this is a, an opinion show then, isn't it? Cool. Cool. Expresses the right... Uh, protects the right to express opinion, belief, religious belief, or principle which is not intended to change or suppress a person's sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. Oh, they, then the language gets all muddled again. So you can have an opinion which is not intended to change or suppress a person's sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression. But if it does, who's making that clarification? As Jordan Peterson might say, the worst people you can possibly imagine will now be judging your speech around this, and if they get their way, they'll be judging your speech around everything. And if they get their way, a podcast like this, a show like this, in New Zealand, could could be outlawed. And in the future, an extreme version is that something like this could be could be outlawed or, or criminalised. So the, it goes on towards the end of this. This legislation is not looking to criminalise open and respectful conversations which aim to facilitate help and support where someone is wrestling with their sexuality. Okay, but even just putting in respectful, who's who's deeming, who's, this is the whole hate thing again, hateful and respectful. Who's making those decisions? In banning conversion practices in New Zealand, we join other countries around the world in sending a clear message to, that all people, including young people, deserve to be protected no matter their sexual orientation gender identity or gender expression all people including rainbow communities deserve to have their rights and dignity protected and to live their lives freely just as they are Chris Fa'afoy said so that's what New Zealand has put in place and the, the, again this is the the, the manipulation of, of language is just incredible it really is incredible I mean there's already laws around things like abuse and no one's condoning any of the things like electric shock therapy and, and whatnot today. No, that, that's that's abuse, assault, whatever you want to call it. There are, there are laws covering that sort of thing. Yet now we have a banning of so-called conversion therapy, which is very, very much open to interpretation. I mean, this bill's not, not even calling it therapy, it's calling it conversion practices. I guess that gives it a wider scope to, to cover. But 
surely if you if people are writing books or you're having drag queen story hour and all that kind of thing aren't you converting kids into into trans stuff and and pride and and lgbt stuff is that considered conversion what if you're you're confusing just a, a normal boy or girl is that not considered a conversion that will that be covered will that be criminalized i have my doubts on that now i'm just going to jump over to family first because family first was one of the the organizations that was leading the the as you'll remember family family first as you'll remember family first from last week one of the uh, the group that got deregistered as a charity from the government after a 10-year battle and you can probably see why they've potentially been targeted uh, going against the whole um, gay marriage bill and conversion therapy ban and they sum it up sum it up very well and and what what's crazy is they actually start off with with a a comment from who you just heard from the Minister of Justice, Chris Fatafoy, from the 30th of July 2021. Again, this is peak pandemicy. Is that a word? I just made it up. Pandemicy is now, uh, which is which is just pandemic and lunacy combined. Did that on the fly. Quite pleased with that. Pandemicy. Right. Uh, th- anyway, this is peak pandemicy, and <laughs> Chris Fatafoy, the the Minister of Justice, who you just heard. An interviewer asked him, parents, for this is on the Family First website, parents, for example, saying to a child who may be prepubescent, saying, I want to go on hormone blockers, saying, no, you can't, that's cool with you? And the minister said, no, it's not. That's the quote that they start with. You can go listen to the full clip if you, if you want to find it. It's on the Family First website. But Family First sum it up pretty well. I mean, they say that if this conversion practice ban is... Uh, means practices which are coercive, abusive or involuntary or includes things like electric shock therapy or anti-gay boot camps, then we can all agree such things are inhumane and must be condemned. These types of, uh, quote, these types of, air quote, therapy should not be part of any community, let alone a faith-based one. Therapy or counselling should never be forced on anyone. Sadly, in the past, many state institutions sanctioned inhumane treatments, such as the ones that they they said, including things like, um, on top of that, is, is massive doses of medication and lobotomies, and just horror practices uh, and they say fortunately these are not part of current practices and certainly not part of any religious organization however banning conversion therapy has expanded to mean stopping someone who who experiences unwanted same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria from getting counseling or support of any sort that they may themselves desire and that's the concern now and they've actually included a tweet here from family first from some i have no idea who this is but this is the uh, one of the prevailing opinions in a certain community. It says, if a medical professional and a trans kid agree that blockers is the suitable medication to prescribe, to prescribe, a transphobic parent should not get in the way of that. A parent should not get in the way of a kid taking puberty blockers, which will destroy them, destroy their bodies. You can't recover from that. This is the whole argument. This is, again, the whole forced vaccination stuff. They just, no, that's up to the parent. That is up to the parent. Wild, wild stuff happening in this country. But this is the the whole concern, is that now you're getting um, someone who's going to go to therapy. What's the therapist supposed to do? Now under threat or having this this, uh, punishment, potentially being imprisoned, hanging over their head if they say the wrong thing or guide in the wrong way and then the wrong people get wind of it. 
what what could happen? Could you lose your license? Could you receive a massive fine? Go to prison? All of the above. Be slammed and have your whole name and reputation dragged through the mud through the media. Anyway, I just wanted to, to document some of this because I don't think this is actually that widely known uh, around the world that what New Zealand has done here, banning so-called conversion practices and how open to interpretation that is, and on top, still, still behind the scenes pursuing some kind of hate speech uh, laws, which as we know controls your words and therefore controls how you think. Now the good news is that Family First included a poll, there was a Curia market research poll done in December 2020, that um, if a person is unsure, there's three questions, if a person is unsure about their sexual orientation or gender, should they be able to seek counselling and support, etc.? 81% said yes. Uh, if a child is confused about their gender, should it be a crime for a parent to, to affirm to their daughter that she's a girl or to their son that he's a boy? 81% said no, it shouldn't be a crime. And then you can see this drops down a little bit, but should it be a crime for a faith leader to teach a biblical biblical or Quran view of sexuality and of gender being determined at birth? Uh, should it be a crime? 62% said no. And uh, 22% were unsure, so that, that number jumped up, and I think that's just as New Zealand has gone further and further away from its uh, Christian heritage that people, whenever they they have that kind of hear that kind of language, although I find it kind of interesting that they say a biblical or Quran view of sexuality. Anyway, leave that alone for the time being. The that um, yeah, the New Zealand that New Zealand's gone away from its Christian heritage, and less and less people are going to church or or believe in God. It seems, and the nihilist view is sort of taken over more and more. That that is an interesting show that how the number drops down on that question, but that is a positive view of the country that type of polling, yet the government rammed this bill through anyway. Right, I'm off. I'm going to go and get some uh, some dinner. I'm going to go and identify as somebody who receives free steak for life at the, the local steakhouse. This has been the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast for Monday, the 4th of July again. Happy 4th America. Hope you had a great weekend. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you again tomorrow.